0: Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We're talking about the old folks and the youngins on today's episode. Thanks for joining. Music increases. Hello and welcome to Talkin' Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today. It's brought to you by SeatGeek. Code Talkin' can help you out over there. My name's Jimmy. His name's Jake. Trev. in The center of your screen and Beebs behind the dish. We're doing some Hall of Fame talk because Trev's buddy is a Hall of Famer. And some breakout stars.
1: Trev, you look great. How are you? Mm. I appreciate that. Thanks, James. I'm doing well. Yes, shout out to uh, my guy, JM7, uh, for getting elected into the Hall of Fame yesterday. That was, uh, for me, a a Uh, no-brainer. And it was good to see that he was trending that way and finally got the news yesterday. So uh, I'm excited to talk a little bit about that. I just noticed, though, on our little uh, title down here, this is a great episode for me and BBD. Hmm. We got episode 769. So we got JM7, BBD69, 2024 players on the 24th of January. It's going to be a big up for me. James, you look great. Wow. How are you doing?
0: I'm all right. I'm good. I'm excited to have a fun Wednesday because I had a horrible, horrible and terrible combined. Horrible. Maybe that's what um, like Maybe that. that's what Charles Barkley is doing. He's combining words. Uh, Monday and Tuesday. So I'm not gummied up, but we'll be after this episode and everything else we record okay. today. So I'm excited about that. Jake.
2: Bing bong. I uh I was gummied up on the couch last night when I got a FaceTime from Trev. I'm like, wow, does he want to talk Hall of Fame? Does he wanna No, he's bopping with the crew, just <laughs> showing off the good life. And I'm I'm watching Lakers. That's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Lakers clippers you. on my couch getting made fun of for it. And you're right. I shouldn't have been watching that game. Um but I was having a nice night and I'm happy. For you and Joe Maurer, um, man, I did have a um. At, you know, people probably want to get your thoughts on Joe a little more than mine, but you go first. Um, as long as you want, man. I tell you what, you know, there's there's the getting older that uh, everyone feels every day in different ways. Uh, when you get a little older, you feel it a little more. Like I remember Joe Maurer's whole recruiting. I remember the SI like I. I remember that. It was, is he going to go play QB for the Gators? Is he going to play baseball? And, like, at that time, that's when football, you know, was taking over everything. And Joe Maurer chose baseball. So let's go, Joe Maurer. Uh, and then the fact that, like, I don't know, Joe Maurer's going to go to the Hall of Fame, and he's, he's still, like, handsome and young and, like, healthy. I don't know. I guess that's my deep dive into it. But uh, happy for your guy. Happy for Todd. And who is the third Oh, Adrian Beltre, who was like, like kind of got inner circle jobbed. So good for him. Yeah,
1: Adrian got ninety five point one percent of votes first year, pretty much unanimous. That's awesome, man.
2: <laughs> pretty much,
0: he's a Hall of Famer. Mm. Remember when his nuts exploded?
2: Mm. Oh, oh god.
0: <laughs> That's still <laughs> the first thing that pops I don't into really my remember head. that. So, yeah, we well, didn't wear a cup. And um, took a ground ball to nuts, and they tore. He had bruised testicles.
1: Yeah, I think I do remember that now. That's yeah. very rare that he would miss a ground ball because that's kind of what he's known for. True, ground balls. True. I do have a quick story, real. Uh, just it happened yesterday. I think talking baseball fans would enjoy it. Before we get into this, um, I'm on vacation somewhere. I don't want to give away the location because one of uh, another. Future Hall of Famer is here. Zach Greinke is here. Oh and, wow! Uh, someone pointed it out to me, and I said, uh, "I'm gonna go say what's up." You know, I I knew that might be That's such
0: a recipe to get insulted. It's yeah, it's tough.
1: It's <laughs> tough. You know. Oh no! I, I knew I had to, so I said, "Hey Zach, what's up, man? Trevor Plouffe, good to see you. Like, how's everything going?" He said, "Oh, hey Trevor, you uh, you had a homer off once, didn't you?" It's the first thing he said to me. And I was like, I don't think so, Zach. If I don't, I don't really recall hitting one off you. He said, no, no, you did. We were in Milwaukee and all this stuff. And like, we didn't really didn't get off of that. Like, he was kind of fixated on, like, I hit a homer off him. And I was like, I didn't really hit a homer off you. Come back later. Um, I see him again. And by that time, I looked my stats up against him. One for nine, 4Ks, no homers. <laughs> so I go, hey, Zach, just so you know, one for nine, 4Ks, no homers. He goes, oh, that's right. You were easy. <laughs> and then he turns and goes back to dinner with his family, and I say, "All right, that's it. That's my interaction with you for the weekend. See you later." Walked you once. It was, it was the exact. I mean, if I had to go back in time and say, "How's this conversation going to go?" It went exactly how I probably should have thought.
0: Your one hit was a uh, first pitch single to left field, ground ball through shortstop, third base hole.
1: Just weak.
0: Yeah, yeah. Your ground out, your first ever. Oh in God. parentheses, it says weak. <laughs> That's come on. Says ground That's out, right. shortstop, weak, strikeout looking, ground out, force out, strikeout swinging, walk, three one walk, hey, ground out. He was- oh my God, your other ground out says weak, <laughs> strikeout swinging, strikeout swinging,
1: and then line then you out. got it in the air, line out, deep left field. Maybe that's what he what thought. Team I mean, that? he was disgusted when he thought that he hit um, the home run. Granky was on the Dodgers. Dodgers, yeah.
2: So I mean, they probably had a Gold Glover and left. Like that's a lot of days. That's it. That's the triple. Carl Crawford. Oh, Mike, he covered ground yeah, exactly.
1: There. Anyways, that's my Zach Granky story. Shout that's out awesome. Zach. He's a nice guy. <laughs> <It's> pretty <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> that's pretty
2: awesome. That's so
1: sick. Get him in spring.
0: He'll or never something? remember that
2: either. If I, if
0: All right, I got the, I got, I got, the, got the deep high, fly. I found it. So, hey, what inning did it come heart
2: in? heart of your hearts, do you think he was, like, setting you up? Or do you think he was just trying to keep it moving? Or do you think he thought you took him up top? Like, what do you think that was? I think he
1: saw me. He was like, this chump took me up top. And he was, not like, not happy with himself. He wished he could go back and take that pitch away. But um, I had to remind him, no, I didn't. No, I remember every no, single no. one of my 106 career big league homers.
2: Are you watching it? Yeah,
0: I found it. Okay. Um... Bottom five. Okay, so the first batter bloops in. Granky's at 80 pitches. He's struck you out twice. Okay. Let's see. We got a ground out to first. So you come, do you come up next? Nope. Our guy Maurer's up next. Okay. He strikes out. Fourth strikeout for Granky. Little, little lineup protection. Trevor Kloof. So at one point, you were two of his three strikeouts. So you're two of four now. Oh, here's Trev. Real straight up. Like your real, your real stiff front leg stance. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Good timing. I mean, yeah. yeah you that's got, out in a lot of ballparks? No. Oh. But you love the contact.
1: Do you want me to come walk into the camera and show you? I don't. I don't. I'm okay. I can't even see you anyway, so. <laughs>
2: Well, you didn't have an option. Okay, it's uh, coming. So let's see. Cranky. Okay. Good delivery. That's it's a sweet spot of sorts good as we're gonna get let's see here's and here's the pitch from grinky oh Oh, finding oh lost the mouse oh boy oh okay what's this throwing it in here we go no not you you. i don't know yeah i'm
1: sorry i brought this up i'm
2: sorry guys let us down a rabbit hole Okay, punches out Hall of Famer Joe Maurer, so it's applicable. Uh, no. It okay. looked like Got you. Got your hands in? I mean, yeah.
1: That's, I could just tell my stance that's 2014 if I had to guess.
2: I don't, you know. I mean, the outfielder had, he was on the move. I don't know if Schwartz catches that.
0: That's All right. true. All right,
2: All right, guys. He walked that's you in 2012. The up. If you want to go see... Some Hall of Famers and some future Hall of Famers. Go to SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek Sportsbook app. 28 million downloads. The number one rated ticketing app. 70,000 events every day on SeatGeek. And we've got the hookup for you. Code talking. $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. $20 off your first purchase. Promo code talking. Click the link in the description. Go watch something. Simple as that. Put your eyes on the screen. Say you got to see a Hall of Famer. Did you send Joe a text? Like, what's what what happened on your end? I did. I, I sent him a text
1: just saying, you know, congrats and well deserved. Obviously, uh, didn't get anything back yet. I'm sure he's busy. Um, he
0: got a lot of texts. Got a lot of <laughs> text. got a lot of texts. Text.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of people love the guy. He's very, um, you know, that's, that's who he is. So, right, do you want to get into that? I what are we doing here? Are we are going to talk about Joe a little bit? Are we going to, dude, Trev, you're nasty.
0: Three hole Trev Plouffe in this game at the time. Three o four batting average. Four o nine on base.
1: 887 OPS. I started off hot in 14. I I had like a um, epiphany in the cage in Chicago. It was like four degrees outside. And I just, I found something out and I wrote it for like a month. I had a really, really strong April in 2014. I remember that. That's awesome. Colabello. Yeah. Me and Chris Colabello were like crushing.
2: it. Mm. It's just power. There's a lot of raw power there. Yeah, Trevor you go. I had
1: like four a four war a year that year or something like that. No big hmm. deal. Oh damn. Looks like Granky
0: might have been like the stopper of it after that game. <laughs> he to
1: twisted yeah. you up. That makes sense. It makes sense.
2: <laughs> Trev, what I, I guess when we talked about this last night, because uh, you know, we want to show the Hall of Famer's love, it, it, it ends up in a it's a tricky thing because it's like, hey, you know, Todd Helton, really good. More more walks and career strikeouts. Almost one dot one for five years. Um, Adrian Beltre, we kind of did um, like a couple eps ago, and we we talked about how truly good he is, and like you know has some all time arguments for him. Joe Mauer's a dude you you know you shared a locker room with for a while, so I, I think that's that's probably the best thing to to you let you talk about for a little bit, and then we can highlight maybe some next next future Hall of Famers.
1: I like that. I mean, look, Joe, anyone that's followed the game um, remembers Joe as a catcher, I would say. And he, he just had every single skill set that you could have, you know, as an athlete, not just a baseball player. And you talked about his, you know, his football recruiting saga it was actually Florida State, not Florida Gators that he signed with. Um, he could spin it. He's a basketball player. I think everyone knows that he was just an all around incredible athlete. But you got him on that baseball field, and things were just different. Um, you know, his swing was so repeatable. Like it, I, I'd say if you went and watched videos of Joe in 2006, you'd probably have the same video. You couldn't tell if it was from 2006 or if it was from 2000, you know, 17. Like he just was so consistent with how he approached his swing because it worked. He didn't have to make many changes, and if they did, if he did, it was very, very small adjustments. So he had that swing that was just so pretty and so consistent. But I remember the first time I really got, you know, uh, or I was like super impressed with Joe was I was taking throws from him at shortstop, like doing infield, outfield uh, in spring training. He could rip the ball, dude. Like when he threw the ball, that's the first time I ever thought about like spin rate or like life really from somebody other than a pitcher that ball came off and you thought it was going to skip. Like there were times where you thought this ball, you're going to have to pick it and it would just hit you in the palm because it just had that extra giddy up on it, man. And it was just so effortless. And I feel like I'm doing him a disservice by saying, Oh, it was so natural. It's, it's effortless. All This dude worked. But when you saw him on the field, everything just looked effortless. It just looked so natural. And I don't think people also realize how big of a person he is. He's, I gotta say, he's 6'4 and he's got a little bit of weight to him, but he could just, he just moved gracefully. Like he's one of those guys that was, he could run too, you know, when needed. Like everything that you wanted as an athlete, Joe was it. And then to top it off, which really pisses me off sometimes, Mm. he's just so nice, man. Like he's genuinely just like an awesome person and a great husband and a great dad. And like sometimes you're just, you're like, man, like, where's the flaw, Joe? And I haven't found one yet. I, r- I really haven't. And that's the truth. Like, he's just, he's a guy, man. And if you're from Minnesota or the surrounding areas, I feel like everyone considers him, like, part of their family, like an like extended, like a cousin or something, man. Like, people just love this guy. And, I, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say, but, you know, congratulations, obviously, Joe. You're just... You're not
2: just a Hall of Fame ball player. You're a Hall of Fame person. Yes. Great. That's true. So Joe Maurer was the number one QB recruit. You're right about Florida State. He was going to follow Chris Winkie, who won the Heisman, um, and other QBs uh, that he was ranked ahead of. Matt Liner, Kellen Clemens, um, Derek Anderson. So, like, he's, (laughs) I don't know. Dude was no joke. It's 600 in high school, too, it mentions there, which is always just a do reminder, you, like, okay. From do a you guys
1: remember the Brett, the Brett Gardner slide play? Like, just shit like that. This guy's got some incredible highlights. Like, he reaching around the net, catching the foul ball. That play with Brett Gardner. The play where he catches the ricochet behind his back without even looking. Like, he's a freak, dude. A freak. I, I awesome. asked
2: him. Oh, oh. Trey Mancini has signed a minor league deal with the Miami Marlins. Wow.
1: There we go.
2: Oh.
1: Get yeah. it, Trey. Gabe Kaplan right there.
2: Oh. Saw a picture of him at Jamison Tyone's wedding, I believe. Congrats, j Mancini? Yeah. Congrats,
1: j Where do they Cubs. connect? Cubs?
2: My brother was at a wedding this winter that Trey Mancini was at. Oh. Wow. Wedding season. He was at a couple weddings this wow. year.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. I think it was like his
2: college roommate or something. My brother works with. I don't know. Notre Dame guy.
0: Okay. Anything else on uh, Helton or? Blanking. Adrian Beltray. Beltray.
1: No? I mean, obviously, I don't know them as much as I know Joe, but incredible players. Beltray, I learned so much about just watching him, and he was always incredibly kind and willing to share information. Uh, I I remember people telling me, don't watch how he does things because you can't do it like that. Mm. And it's true. Like he just, just, he threw the ball a little differently, like all those different arm angles that he had. Um, But really another guy that just, you can learn so much by watching, you know, what he did in between pitches and kind of where he set up and, and, you know, how he, the best infielders are anticipators and you could just see like him anticipating and, and he was just so good at that. And he always was so low. I think if, I, I think if you know, I tell young kids all the time, if you're going to play infield, you have to stay low. Like that is the, you have to be as close to the ground as possible for as long as possible. And Beltre was like, that's what he did. He was always low, always getting into the ball and it didn't matter where he had to throw from. He was, that shit was on the mark. Was, never bun on him. Mm-hmm. That was basically the rule. Good rule. Nice.
0: Yeah, congrats to all those guys. Congrats. And do we have, like, any ballots out? Are people ripping on anyone?
1: Yes.
2: Always. Yeah. Ballots. Been and, been but any
0: specifically terrible ones?
2: Many. Yeah, I don't think we can do that. Can okay. I always like the guy. ballots.
0: Yeah, but there's usually one guy
2: who, like, you know, voted for. So, there's a few too. no votes this year. There's always a few. Mm-hmm. How could you vote for this guy? Oh, I'm Not a no vote guy. fan. Why, right. Why? Why you only vote? You only voted Rod. Like. Well, yeah. Yeah. Small.
1: I, haul, I think or, some of the other things, like, to talk about, Gary Sheffield that. didn't make it. That was his last time on the ballot. So um, his chance now will be with the com- uh, the committee later on. Mm. Um, I'm small. Haul. That was he was close. He was close. And uh, he was kind of like you know gaining traction, and then it just didn't happen when the ballots you know kind of were all in at the end. But he was the closest one. That's a bummer. Sure, that's a sad day.
0: But and in Billy like twenty Wager, years, really he can close,
2: get in. Yeah, I think Billy's getting in next year. He was like three votes away. Um, I think five five votes short. Billy was, and he is the last year next year, which always gets a little bit of a bump. Yeah.
0: All right, well, we have some future Hall of Famers going to break out this year?
2: I think so. We, uh, we put a tweet out yesterday. Uh, you know, it's it's here from the people season. Always a talking baseball reminder. You know your team better than us. Uh, but you also daydream a little bigger this time of year. So we we want to see who, who people were daydreaming on as the next breakout stars. Um, we got a bunch of tweets and responses, so thank you guys for that. And we, uh, we sorted through through a few and wanted to highlight a few bodies. So, I, I don't know if anyone wants to kick off particularly. Yeah, I mean, I just got a guy that
0: I'm rooting for, basically. Good. So, I'm not, it's not like a Keith Law statistical, I think he's going to break out because of this. It's just, hey, I'd like this guy to do good. Logan Ohapi. Yeah. Brutal injury last year when he was off to, you know, a 2014 Trevor Plouffe-esque start. Mm. 283, batting average 339 on base, 547 slugging, 886. Now, it's just April. uh, It's the first month, but he was tearing it up for a while and catching uh, part of the Angels when they were having fun and all that good stuff. He did make it back onto the field at the end of the year, uh, mid-August and then all of September, and... The batting average and the on-base percentage weren't there, but he still slugged really well. I think he popped 10 homers in that month and a half, which is a lot for a month and a half for, you know, a rookie. He had uh 481 slugging in those last final 35 games. So I'm down on the Angels, but I'm up on Ohoppy. Mm. Happy kid from the East Coast, friends with Nikki Cass. I want him to see him. I want to see him tear it up. And, you know, catchers who can hit,
1: let's do it. I like that. I was looking to see, like, where he was drafted, what's his, you know, his prospect pedigree, if you will. 23rd round at a high school by the Phillies. Um, And then the dude just banged and got himself into the conversation as, you know, uh, an up-and-comer and and, uh, a guy that we all have been watching and wanting to break out. Uh, So I like that. I like that when you get a guy that's drafted late and just gets in the pro ball and crushes it.
0: He's 23 years old, doesn't get to catch Otani anymore. That's a bummer. Oh, man, he crushed fastballs. What do you expect from a rookie? But he dominated fastballs.
2: Got a little taste of everywhere. Uh, unfortunately, the IL, but he, he comes back and he plays with the... He at least shows the pop, which, you know, if you have a shoulder injury, that's one of the concerns, so he showed that. The beginning of the year, he was a little more contact in on base. He was at the bottom of the lineup, got moved up to the middle of the lineup for the halos late in the year. He got a little taste of everything. So just bring it this year. The Pride of West, West Islip, Islip, New York? Islip, I think. I don't know. I'd ask Islip. Islip. I was wrong. Look at that. Maybe Islip's another place. Pronunciation pod. Always oh, has been. Hmm. Who do you got, Jake? A lot of kids on those halos. Um,. I'm excited for the guy. Trev's uh, going to talk about. Okay, so that's how you tease the people a little bit. Yeah, you keep okay. them going. You want me to
1: go? You want me to go? You want me to go? <laughs> sounds,
2: uh, trust, no, Trev sounds hungry. No, no, I'm, I'm not good. hungry actually. Um, I'm starting to get hungry. That time of day, skipping breakfast. That's how you keep this figure. Uh I'm going to go with an obvious one, but it's one that um. I don't know. I think we probably need to talk about more. Grayson Rodriguez. Um, top pitching prospect, right? Like we, it sometimes with these top prospects, you kind of want that instant. Like, okay, get called up. Give me the Strasburg 45 strikeout game in his first game. Grayson Rodriguez got that tough major league love. Uh, he got called up for the... The Baby Birds, meanwhile they're rolling And he was getting popped And we've talked about this a little bit on Talking Baseball But man, oh man, his first 10 games Welcome to the big league's top pitching prospect, Grayson Rodriguez 45.1 innings to the tune of a seven-three-five ERA <laughs> A guy that's been dominant his whole baseball life up into that point Welcome to the show, you're getting <laughs> lit up he goes back down to the minors. Uh, you know, who knows what he takes in at that point? Orioles fans, you probably know better than me. What, what was the biggest change? Was it pitch mix? Was it demeanor? Or was it staying away from something? He comes back up middle of July. Hey, these birds need you. We need pitching. Who are they going to add at the deadline? Are they going to get ceased, bro? 13 starts. 76.2 innings, a two-five-eight ERA. In a way, you know, you could already say he broke out, uh, but I think it's these Orioles, like every team in baseball now, except like the Phillies and a couple of the big boys, are looking for that sustained success. You know, they don't want to necessarily put the chips all in on the table until their hand is forced. I mean, <laughs> a Baltimore team that went on to win 101 games, still doesn't feel like their hands are forced at all. And part of the reason is because they say Grayson Rodriguez is going to be one of the best pitchers in the AL next year. And they might be right, man. I, I mean, I getting to watch him pitch, sometimes we say these generic stuff about, you know, to be a starting pitcher, you really need three or, or things like that. Man, watching him pitch, his fastball, his slide curve, and then... His right-on-right changeup for a young pitcher, you just don't see it. You don't see it. So, um, yeah, man, that's, there's an argument he already broke out, but I'll, uh, I'll, I think for the full year, it's coming.
0: I think he's going to add some different fastballs to his repertoire. Um, that's what he did when he came back at the end of the year. He upped the fastball. He got rid of the cutter um, and used the changeup more. So when he first came up, he was trying to use the the um, slider, the curve. He was like more of a mix. By the end in September, he threw the fastball 56% of the time, uh, upped it to 50. And then I was just reading an article saying he might try to get a little two-seamer in there as mm. well. So it seems like he came up not knowing what his pitch mix as an MLB pitcher was going to be. Or that kind of got like, oh, shit, like thrown in his face. Uh is the article on Marine says, Yeah, he came back up. He's like, I gotta throw my fastball better. Just spot it.
1: Good yeah, spot I think that was, was location for him because he he his fastball got crushed early on. I think it's all location with that pitch. And you know, his off speed pitches, you mentioned the change at the slider, those are good for him. Um, but if you can't locate the fastball, doesn't matter how hard you throw, doesn't matter your extension, anything like that, uh, it's gonna get blasted. And I was looking at, you know, when he first came up in the month of uh May <laughs> at five games one dot against him for the OPS one246 four six that's got to hurt the ego a little bit you get sent down and then honestly to come back up and have success like that really shows like you know you have the stuff but the mental fortitude
2: mm. uh, as
1: Jake likes to say to handle that is it's, it's impressive especially for a young guy so I like the Grayson Rodriguez pick right there
2: career in the minor leagues 333 innings a 2-4 ERA. Uh, Yummy. I bet, I bet his high school stats are decent, too. So, man, I, to be 23 at the show, you'd never been lit up in your life. You get called up. You get lit mm-hmm. up. And, hey, a little credit to him because a lot of people can feel a lot of different emotions in that situation. He went down to AAA, and he <laughs> looks like he was embarrassing some kids. He had a one nine six ERA in 41 <laughs> innings. So Just taking it out. Yeah. Dad beats... You want me to be good? Bam! Yeah.
0: Dad beats the older brother in basketball, so older brother turns around and beats his
2: infant brother. <laughs> <laughs> Playing one-on-one versus the dog. Yeah. Been there. It does. Tucker, get over here. Tucker was good. That's why Tucker he, was good. That's why you sent him away. He commanded the ball. Uh, he went to a better home. Okay.
1: Yeah. All yeah. dogs go to heaven. That's a movie.
2: Tucker might still be alive. We gave him to a guy a tree fell oh. in our backyard.
0: Lady in the Tramp is also a movie. If you want to name yeah, one Jake.
1: dogs And Hunter One Dalmatians. I I'm gonna go dogs. with a catcher. We're gonna stay Homeward bound. with the battery. That's Airbud. My dog skip. Um now we're gosh, rolling. Some good movies right there. Right. Darn it. I'm gonna stay with Catcher. <laughs> Marley and me. That's a sad movie. Don't, don't you dare bring that movie. Secret out. Life of Pets. Don't you dare, dare do that. Up. Is
2: that a, that is a dog movie? Yeah,
0: sneakily. Okay. You think it's not a dog yeah, movie? that's a sneaky through, dog, dog. That opening
2: me. scene, I've never seen it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> halfway through the movie, it's just dogs, like alien dogs. Like what? You guys really yeah, don't me into this.
2: Spoilers. Played yeah. that at a middle school dance. And then I just walked in like after the opening scene. That's so sad. So I've only seen the the fun part of the movie. Yeah.
0: All right, Trev. Who's your breakout star? We've teased it enough. He's a dog.
1: We teased it a lot. He's a catcher. I don't know if I said that yet. Uh, This is a guy who's kind of been blocked, I guess, and uh, the block is gone. I'm going with uh, Luis Campusano of the San Diego Padres. Um, This guy mashes, dude, and we kind of talk about how if you can have a catcher that gives you an offensive threat in this game, it's like a cheat code kind of, like you're ahead of the game. Like, if you can get offense from your catching position, your roster is going to be better from it. So uh, his story, you know, he's had a few chances, never really got an extended run. Uh, he's been blocked by, you know, Nola, and then he got, he got hurt, so they bring Gary Sanchez in, and then all of a sudden, Gary Sanchez becomes Blake Snell's personal catcher. So, they're, you know, his, he's had some time, but not enough. Both those guys are gone now. He's going to get the bulk of the catching duties in 2024, and, dude, you got to watch this guy swing the bat. He takes absolute monster hacks. Like, from a, for a catcher to take hacks like that, like, you just don't see it that often, and he does, man. So uh, I, I'm excited to to watch him. You know, in limited time last year, 163 uh, at-bats, he hits 319, 491 slug, 134 OPS plus. That's, you know, you put up numbers like that, you're going to be a, a top-five offensive catcher. Uh so this is a guy who's finally gonna get you know enough of bats to put up those counting stats to kind of like show he belongs and and when you when you have when you're going to be the guy and you know that even if you struggle a little bit you're still going to get playing time and not get sent sent down like it just there's there's something about that that gives you confidence so i'm I'm really really looking forward to seeing you know how they use him how much uh because they did bring in our guy Higashioka there mm. um and the thing that's kind of really interesting to me is you have this guy Luis Compisano I'm talking about now. He's going to be a good big league hitter, but you you know like they're one of their top prospects with the Padres is that 14 year old catcher kid Salas. So if he stays a catcher, it's like yeah, Ethan Salas. This window might not be open for too long, so it's kind of like if you're him, you got to take advantage and then kind of see like who's which one's going to be trade bait, you know or. It's it's an interesting kind of like career that he's had, having to you know not really you know get his shot just yet. But he's going to get it, knowing that the guy behind him is this young kind of phenom. You know, sometimes I I had that with Miguel Sano. It's all they ever talked about is one of you to get this fucking guy Plouffe out of here and bring up Miguel Sano, and it motivates you, man. You're like fuck that. Like I'm, I'm here. I'm a good player. Uh, so I, I think we're going to see not only him have the confidence from playing every day, but also you know, a little bit of push from the guy that's that's behind him that everybody else is talking about. Um, seriously, though, if you haven't watched this guy play, go watch him take hacks because it's, it's pretty cool.
0: I will say, and I know that Salas is a freak and probably uh, the expectation, not the rule, catcher is a position that usually marinates longer in the minor leagues uh, for sure. Like a lot of catchers, like, oh, hoppy 23 is pretty young, in my opinion, for catcher. But, like, yeah. all those guys that usually get called up that are 19, 20, 21 years old, very rarely is that at the catching position. I don't have the data in front of me, but because you work with all the pitching staff,
2: Yeah. You really there's need more to, things you gotta learn. You
0: really need to he's own. seven Salas is 17. He reached double A last year. No, I so know. He he's an outlier week. for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but even like Adley, what was he, 24 when he, his
1: rookie year? think so. Yeah, I think he was so. out of college, though, right?
2: Yeah, he did yeah. the yeah. college guy. Um, is interesting, because building off of what you just mentioned, Jim, he actually got called up one game in 2020, yeah. 21 years old, homers. Yeah. Can be a, a worst-case scenario sometime. Top 100 prospect that, you know, you've got your fan base saying, we need, we need this guy, this guy's a stud, and then you see that, you start salivating, Miguel Andujar. Um. Then he comes up, some injuries. He gets just a sample at the big league level, and he doesn't hit 11 games, nothing, 16 games, nothing. He gets 49 games last year, hits a lot. He's going to be – he just turned 25. There's a lot of opportunity (laughs) to be a San Diego Padres hitter Um, that even if, you know, if the catcher thing comes into play, uh, if you're hitting, they'll find a spot for you, kid – and, yeah, I, um, there was a stat out there. IPA percentage, new stat
0: alert.
2: Yeah, I, I have something
0: to go off what you were saying, too, as well. But what's IPA?
2: Barrel percentage plus solid contact um, plus flare burner percentage. I don't have that one. Divided by plate appearances. Luis Campusano. the only guys above him were Arise, Acuna, Bichette, Freeman, and Seeger. A list of pretty wow. good hitters. So, hey. You know, that's obviously a butter knife of a butter knife, but the kid had some good ABs last year.
0: I used to use use this line of thinking a lot with Luke Voigt, who was blocked with the Cardinals, and um, when he got traded to the Yankees and he started, like, really performing, you know, one of the things he said, he's like, well, I didn't get to play there. I played every three days. I came in for one at-bat at the end of the game. I never got, like, four at-bats a day. Regularly knew I was going to get at-bats and get into a rhythm. And when you look at those game logs for Campusano in 2021 and 2022. It's very much that. Like, he never got a string of starts where he was feeling good. He's, you know, starting this day, sitting, starting, off the bench, off the bench. And he didn't even get that this year in April, where he was, like, kind of every other day or coming off the bench. But in, on July 19th, they switched, and he became the re- regular catcher. And from July 19th to September 24th, he appeared in 42 games, started 36 of those games. He slashed 331, 375 on base, Mm. 500 slugging, and 875 OPS. So, a lot of those other years, you have to kind of look at them and be like, that's really tough to do. Yeah. Especially when you're young. No, I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. this is who he's going to be because that would be, he would be in the Hall of Fame already. They would just stamp it if he had those numbers as an average. But. I just think that that line of thinking, when Voigt said that, opened my mind to like, oh, you kind of really need to look at these. Like, what were they doing? Yes, being just a role player is t- really tough thing to do. You're not gonna get hot, really.
1: I mean, there are times where when you're a role player on the bench and you you have to take the bats off the nastiest pitcher because the, we're gonna get the starter out of there so you don't get him out of his rhythm. Like a, a bad lefty lefty matchup, all of a sudden you're in against this nasty dude. It's and you haven't played in four or five days. Yeah, it's it's a lot of the times when you first come up as a young guy, you're gonna get those at bats and you try to do your best with them and 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 just put quality at bats together. And the coaching staff and everybody like, hey, don't worry about your numbers, like your you your your role is what it is, but how do you not worry about your numbers, dude? It's a
2: great coaching like, line.
1: They, they they'll say that, and that's it's it's nice to hear, like, okay, I guess like. I'm not going to get like sent down because I'm horrible, but there's a massive jumbotron and they show my numbers on there, and I see them, and you know it it means something. Um, but yeah, once once you start getting those everyday abs and and can get into a rhythm, I think that's when you can really start to to judge.
2: You know these numbers. The you are. These numbers only affect my my salary and my lifestyle yeah. and my family and all of that. So mental no, I, health. I won't worry about them. I won't worry about them. Yeah.
1: But that's uh, my guy.
0: Great pick. She said, can I say that when we go to arbitration? Oh, don't worry about those numbers. Remember yeah. when I moved that runner over? Look at this. Remember when I was a really good teammate? I clapped for them even though I was benched.
2: Who's the? That was a good clapper. Who's the Brewers head coach? Manager Murphy. Now? Pat. Mur- you got a clip of Pat Murphy saying, "Don't worry about your stats and just play that." Yeah. For the arbitration, for the arbiter.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Arbiter, this is what my coach told me halfway through the year. Uh,
2: hey, don't Lord. worry about your stats, kid.
0: And now, don't here, worry about your stats. Be this a good con- teammate.
2: This conversation, twelve million dollars, please. Seems all about my stats.
0: <laughs> so I'm confused.
2: <laughs> you can understand where I'm getting a little jumbled up. <laughs> uh,
1: is that the episode?
2: So, good job.
1: It was a good episode. Wow! Shout out Royce Lewis. That was gonna oh, be my other pick. Oh
2: my God! How about
1: it?
2: Come on, you who G. your breakout. breakout star is? Noel V. Noel yeah. V. I like this Red State man.
1: C.J. Abrams. Of, Riley
2: Green. A lot of breakout players in Cincy. <laughs> <laughs> I like them.
1: I'm going to go hang out with Zach Grinke. You know what? I'm breaking the wall down, dude. <laughs> <laughs>